welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. Hi, hello and welcome to John O'Sullivan from the Irish Pagan School. And we are here for another check-in chat about what is what is kind of going on? I'm like, you know, something that is in my mind to kind of discuss. And the topic really for today is being an everyday pagan. So um, as I'm trying to, again, build the habits, have a coffee, check in with my community, have a chat. What we're talking on today is this being an everyday pagan. So we get a lot of people contacting us for a variety of reasons um, in order to explore their spiritual paths and to kind of connect with um, Ireland, Irish paganism, spirituality in general, meditation practice through Laura's journey practice work. Um, there's a lot of different reasons that people find themselves washed up upon the shores of the Irish pagan school. Um, and many of them are because they have journeyed. They have been on a spiritual quest for their entire life in some cases, or an entire life, um, to try and find the thing that fits for them, the thing that kind of helps them to engage with their spiritual existence. Um, And we do, we're delighted, we're honoured to get messages from people saying, oh my God, you've changed my spirituality. Learning from myself or learning from Laura, learning from the Irish Pagan School, the other native teachers that we have in the school has shifted something for them on a fundamental basis that has allowed them to then live a spiritual existence um, or live a more authentic spiritual existence or to connect more deeply with their spiritual existence. Um, And we're delighted. That's 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 honestly why we do this. That's the whole purpose of the Irish Pagan School. Um, But. There are times, well, honestly, there are four times in the year when things always go big. Um, and that is, of course, Imbolc, Bealtaine, Lunasa and Sewan. Um, and those are the big, the four big fire festivals of Irish spirituality, but then also Irish paganism. And in many cases, other forms of paganism that have adopted or taken from Irish paganism. And um, the other kind of seasonal kind of like celebrations are we we would say are the the solstices and the equinoxes um solstice being where you have either the longest day or longest night um and then equinoxes is where day and night are uh, evenly linked um now those of course are based on the rotation of our small little blue marble through our our solar system around our local star um and of course the angle of the earth and so those things do slightly vary based on like the hemisphere you're in, for example. So um, it is something that, you know, we acknowledge the main four because we can say when they have been historically celebrated, we can then say those these are the periods or these are the seasonal shifts and the energy that comes along with those, um, again, in bulk, Bealtaine, Lunasa and Sewan. Um, also, it's not Beltane and it's not Sam Han. Um, like we... Yeah, that, that will 100% grind our gears. <laughs> you like prickle on the back of the neck. Um, so I actually had someone once try and justify that. Well, that's how they have always said it, and that's how they learned it. And their, their tradition now is is how they honour that. And I was like, okay, but your tradition is, is how many generations old? And Ireland is 
how many like hundreds of thousands of years old. So yeah, um, that was a, a prime example of where someone doubled down on their cultural appropriation because they didn't want to sit with it and take on board a bit of perspective. Um, so yeah, there are there are big kind of seasonal things that are celebrated and honoured. Um, there's a lot of kind of pagan practices who honour the the new moon or the dark moon um, or the full moon as part of a monthly lunar cycle. Um, so there are many many ways. And many kind of events throughout the, the calendar year, calendar month, whatever it is, that people acknowledge and observe as pagan. Um, but does that make them an everyday pagan? And that's kind of where I wanted to just really have a bit of a chat about it. All of the other stuff is crucially important. Um, if you are moving towards those kind of celebratory or working in groups or um, ritual practices, anything like that at all, they are very important because they form a a well-recognized linchpin for interaction, ritual, community gathering, etc. But does that, is, if, if that is the only time you ever express your spirituality, then are you really pagan or are you just someone who observes the feast days and then just carries on with their life? Um, and it does happen in many circumstances. I have had family members who profess themselves to be like 100% devout, absolute, like you know, devout Catholics. Um, and they go to mass every time they, they say all of the prayers and all of that kind of stuff. And I have a, I've, I've observed, I have observed them and experienced them not living the basic tenets of, you know, love thy neighbor, of like, you know, be open, give charity, like, you know. So there's, there are aspects that kind of happen about this element of, well, I'm doing enough because I'm observing those big things or I'm engaged in my once a month kind of gathering with people of similar ilk or similar interest um, and that that is enough. Um, and for some, that is that that might be like the extent of their spiritual path, spiritual growth, and that is fine for them. But for me personally, and this is where I'm gonna, I am speaking about my own stuff. So I'm I'm sharing this to give perspective, not to pass aspersions or judgments or anything on anyone else's practice. It is your own spiritual path, your own spiritual life. Live it to the best of the way you can, and when you know better, do better. Simple as. Um, but for me, the idea of well, actually, it wasn't even an idea. It's just something that just happened for me as an experience. Um, I I came from Catholicism when I was kind of first raised in spirituality by my family. Um, I then learned to, I, I, I learned about the Catholic Church as an organization. And I was like, well, I can't adopt, I can't endorse that. But, you know, the guy JC, he, he was like sound, like everybody love everybody and like don't be an asshole, you know. Okay, he was also like, um, you know, about keeping sacred places sacred. You know, he was 100% an, an, an anarchist about like, you know, well, whatever your power structure is, whatever your finance structure is, like sacred places need to be sacred. Sacred times need to be sacred, you know, and he uh, he advocated for that. Um, one of my favorite stories is he wanders into a temple and he finds a whole lot of money lenders set up lending cash and he just whips off his belt and beats the shit out of all the lads. Like, get the fuck out of like, you know, this is sacred space. Do you not understand the importance of having a sacred aspect to some location in your life, to some moment, some space, some place in your life, you know? And I always enjoy that story because it reminds me to keep sacred places sacred. 
So, you know, I have an altar set up. You've probably seen me point to it in other videos um, in our office. And, you know, it is a small space for the Dagda, and that is Dagda space. And when I make my coffee for him, like, you know, when I make a coffee for me, I'm like, is Dagda looking for a coffee? And I have that moment. I have built this relationship to check in. And sometimes you're like, no, I'm good. The one I have is still good from like yesterday or day two days ago or whatever. Other times I'll get the poke of like, you know, I'll have what you're having, you know, and then I'll make him a coffee and put that on the altar. So it is about those normal spaces and keeping those spaces available, but it has to be something that works within your environment of the daily practice. We all live in a certain environment and not all of us can have a dedicated room or a, a quarter of a room or a corner of a place, you know, the data altar in here is a shelf. It's one shelf on a bookshelf and that's it. But that is enough for me to define that as sacred space. And that is enough for me to say that is the place where he is welcomed always. Um, as in intentionally, that is a, a place for him. Now, of course, giving the way I live my practice, there is no space in this. Actually, sorry. There is one room in his house where like the influence is like not without consent or not without request. And uh, that's my bedroom. <laughs> that is where I sleep. Um, and sometimes if it's big business, he might pop into my dreams or whatever. But in my dreams, I'm not exactly in my bedroom. Um, I'm probably out wandering in the Irish other world. So um, it is about having those spaces for things so that you can live that interconnected relationship with deity or with your own sense of spirituality because it doesn't even have to be a god it could be here is that corner where i have a chair or here is that space where i put my incense or here is that place where the sunlight shines in at the exact angle at this time and i just stand there for a few minutes and, and bathe in sunlight you know all of these things can be part of a spiritual practice can be part of just a lived experience of paganism acknowledging either the natural environment all around you, your interactions with any number of polytheist deities, or your relationship with yourself. Because that is a big part of all pagan practice as well. Every pagan spirituality has the, out there has some form of introspection element, introspection work and meditation. And so you having a space for your meditation is part of living a spiritual practice, a daily spiritual practice. So we do... From time to time, um, we get people contacting us like, you know, I felt it really strong when I started out and now it's kind of faded off and like, you know, I feel bad or I feel difficult or I feel like, you know, I'm guilty about the fact that I haven't been turning up with my deity. I haven't been doing my meditations or I haven't made offerings in the last while. How do I get back on it? How do I, how do I approach and apologize and whatever else? And like, what we'd always say is that, you know, Firstly, it's your relationship with your deity. Um, on occasion, people reach out to us and it's like, John, can you check in with the director for me? Or like, Laura, can you check in with the Morgan for me? Um, we're always a little bit reticent to do that because we don't ever want to center ourselves in someone else's spirituality. It is about your relationship, your path and your progress. Um, but on occasion, we might get the actually ping, can you check with this person or check in with that for us from our deities? Um, or someone might come to us and then like dag the drop in will happen and be like, I'll just tell them this. And then I'll I'll know what to respond or how to respond. 
and um, doesn't always happen though. So daily being an everyday pagan, you know, it doesn't have to be. Oh, I have to put on my ritual garments every day, or I need to engage in a particular practice or a large ritual every day. And for some people, ritual is important. I'm not. I'm, I'm not like cast in shade on ritual. Ritual is very, very important to be able to build towards a moment or build towards a sacred mindset or a sacred kind of space. And that is healthy to do. But we don't always have the time for larger rituals. You know, we live in a very time poor world these days. You know, you wake up and you're on the clock. You know, you have something to do, somewhere to be, you know, some kind of expectations placed upon you, be they work requirements, family requirements, like community requirements, whatever absolutely is. Sometimes it feels like there's not enough time in the day. But what I will always say to that is you can never have time unless you make time. And so making time for yourself every day is a very healthy and important part of engaging in a spiritual journey, in a spiritual practice and in a spiritual existence, whether you're talking or connecting with a deity or not. Because, again, paganism is about your relationship with self. So taking that like five, 10 minutes to do a guided journey from Laura's practice or any other meditation out there is a gift to yourself and it is a an honoring of self as part of your life and part of your practice. And of course, no, no person exists in isolation. We are, you know, father, mother, brother, sister, son, daughter, cousin, uncle, employee, employer, um, like any and all of these things, friends, like acquaintance, all of these actually happen as we exist in and as part of a community. But fundamentally, you are you. And your first honor, the first thing you should honor every day is yourself. The first thing that you should give a gift of affection to, appreciation to, gratitude to, or forgiveness to, is yourself. Because there's only one of you. Ever. You're a unique expression of humanity in a, in the chaos of all of our existence. You manifested and you survive every single day that you have lived. Even down to the uniqueness of your fingerprint. Like that shows how fantastically amazing you are because there will never, ever be anything else in this existence that is you. Even twins have different fingerprints. So... Honoring yourself, for me, is a big part of being an everyday pagan. Honoring the relationship with, how do I offer myself care today? How do I offer myself gratitude or forgiveness today? And then once I've self-assessed and checked those things out, then it's like, well, what will bring me joy today? What will help me kind of experience the fullness of reality and our life and our practice? What will fill me up with, you know, the benefits and the joys and the energy for the entire day in existence? And part of that has become my spirituality. Having my morning coffee, sure, you know, chemical stimulants that it absolutely is, Um but the coffee is now moved less about drinking coffee and more about checking in with my community or making one for my deity. And the practice of, you know, 
putting in the things, adding in like the fresh cream, like, you know, the stirring, the energy, like the physical energy of stirring the coffee as I pour the water, that all becomes part of ritual. So I'm generating and giving energy of my body. I'm transferring energy into a motion. That motion is then creating the mixture which becomes the coffee. And then that becomes a, a, a an infusion or something that I imbibe, which then restores or gives stimulants into my bloodstream, which returns energy into me. I just made a cup of coffee. But change your perspective slightly. It's a magical act. It's an act of energy transfer, which then reciprocally generates energy within. And then, you know, what have I done with that energy? I've shared it in a conversation with you here today. So being an everyday pagan is not about, not always about the big days. There are always going to be big days. But being an everyday pagan for me is about, you know, honoring the relationship of yourself to yourself. And then yourself to your deities, yourself to your ecology, your environment, the natural world around you. And then, you know, to your community and to your tua, your tribe. So that's my thoughts there today. That is why I wanted to check in and have a chat with you. What do you think being an everyday pagan looks like? What 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 is the one thing you do every day to honor yourself or your spirituality? You don't have to answer to me. You don't have to jump into You can jump into the comments if you want and let me know because I'd be delighted to hear. But even the act of considering that question for a moment, something has popped into your mind. And so to be an everyday pagan, just do that every day. <laughs> so from us here at the Irish Pagan School, Gaurav Mahaka, thank you very much for being with us. Take care of yourself. Look after yourself. Honor yourself. And as, again, yes, the information is down in the description for the the guide through the Irish Pagan School and the teachings that we all have in the classes. That is a great resources to have there. And actually, if you're interested in any of these amazing, this says Ka Ka Mother Feathers. Um, this is a design done by Laura on a coffee mug. It's technically Laura's coffee mug, but I stole it to find rated coffee. Sometimes tastes better. But uh, elanotter.net is where we actually sell those if anyone is interested in a coffee mug, a vessel for their, their, their morning brews. So again, Gaurav Mahagat, thank you very much for being with us. Look after yourself, take care, and until next time, Slán, goodbye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slong a full and we will see you next time.